the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. Uh, Dr. Oz, it's great to have you back, sir. I, that's that's my gut. Maybe you don't want to go that far because you want people to turn out and you want to vote. I don't want anybody resting on their laurels. But uh, is this as close as they say? Good morning, sir. Welcome back. Good morning to you. Uh, here's why I think it's close, because you have a avalanche of media and Democratic supporters coming out trying to tell people that John Fetterman is not as radical or extreme as he appears to be. And I have been saying from the get-go that I want to bring balance to Washington because Washington is getting it wrong with radical ideas. So if you want to bring the sense of, 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 of normalcy, of, a little bit of sensibility to the process, send someone there who's been sensible through the campaign. It is a much more difficult uh, uh, insight to share than you might think because, you know, there's a lot of politics, a lot of money being spent on the race, and my goodness, the Democrats have poured money into this uh, effort trying to buy the race and much of the money from California and New York so they can twist the truth and they can manufacture a candidate, which is what they basically did. They took someone who has for years been saying things that are way outside the normal of Pennsylvania values. And they manufacture someone who seemed like he's a good, you know, get along guy. He was a working class person. And this manufactured candidate, uh, who's not at all what they pretend, uh, had to be exposed. And that's what I spent the entire campaign doing. And so I've been hammering on kitchen table issues, as you know. I've been talking about inflation, I've been talking about the border and the crime that's come up to here because of it, because fentanyl is now ubiquitous in Pennsylvania. We're number yes. three in the country in fentanyl deaths. And of course, the crime here in Philadelphia, which has been devastating. Those are the three reasons that I ask voters to decide to vote for me over John Fetterman, because he's been weak on all three of them. Doctor, I, I really want to commend you. I've not had a chance to talk to you. I know this is a couple of weeks old now, at least. But um, when you traveled the, the streets of Kensington, um, I thought that was uh, compassion on display, and I thought that was significant and important. And and beyond politics, you highlighted a, a, a sea of humanity that is just so lost and broken. And no one, no one, not Republican, not Democrat. I don't know anybody, not locally. I've never seen any politician traverse that area and call attention to it the way you did. I commend you for it, sir. Well, you're kind to say that. I, I went there. I mean, I've been going there for years. I had covered, covered it in my show quite a bit. I've been there a bunch on the campaign without fanfare. But what it highlights is the impact of failed policies. And again, I'm not blaming the Democrats for the policy. They tried an experiment. In fact, much of what we're going through in, in Philadelphia right now, if you ask the, the denizens, people who live here, they say they're part of a social experiment. But what happened in Kensington, the largest open-air drug market in the country, is that people said, what if we don't enforce the law? What if we allow basically drugs to be legal? Don't let the cops do anything about it and let pushers do what they need to be done. And then we give water and clothing and showers and food to people who are hooked on heroin or fentanyl, whatever. You know, wouldn't that be the more humanitarian thing? Now, as a physician, I'll tell you, there are often times where what seems kind is actually mean. If I don't help someone who's killing themselves, 
whether it's from drug abuse or anything else, I'm not doing my job as a human being, being the safety net for my fellow man. So when I went to Kensington most recently, I, 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 and we were, there was a bunch of press there, uh, a bunch uh, of uh, the press were sort of shocked. They had never seen it before. But in addition, there were people walking along the streets who had come close to death, who finally had enough. You could see the divine spark gone from their eyes, and they asked to go to detox. We have to do that for these folks. Get them off the streets, into places where there's a path to recovery. And recovery is real. There are 20 million Americans in, in recovery from drug addiction. So I have confidence we can help these folks. But letting them kill themselves slowly while we're watching pro-clutching, thinking that we're helping or we're just aiding and abetting, is the wrong thing for us to do. And these failed policies come about because we don't evaluate what we're doing. So when I asked John Fetterman, I understand that you're trying to do the right thing, but you understand your policies are resulting in bad things. What are you going to do about it? He won't own the results of his actions. As a doctor, the first thing I do is assess whether or not the medication or treatment I gave you worked. If it doesn't work, I have to change it. Nothing personal. It didn't work. So you've got to go back to the drawing board and figure out something wiser. And John Fetterman is unable to do that. Dr. Mehmet Oz is with us. He's the Republican candidate for Senate on your ballot in a week. Uh, those of you that have already voted or can vote already, he's on your ballot right now. This is huge and notable for your campaign. Not only did you pick up the endorsement of the Philadelphia Police Union, you also just picked up yesterday the endorsement of John Fetterman's hometown newspaper, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Uh, wrote this in closing about you. We're encouraged that Mr. Oz is portraying himself as a unifier who will work with Democrats to get things done for Pennsylvania. Uh, whether he can pull that off remains to be seen, but he has the potential to become an influential, thoughtful, and independent senator. Mr. Oz is likable, engaging, extremely smart, and a good listener. Yes, he can sound like a smooth-talking salesman, but that may be what it takes to get deals done in Washington in a race on which much depends on uh, and little is certain Mehmet Oz has shown he is a better equipped uh, leader to deliver for Pennsylvania. Look, I, <laughs> to be quite candid, I don't know why you being a television show host and a good communicator is a knock on you. I, frankly, I think the Republican Party has been very bad at communicating over the years. And people like you and, and professionals who come from television, like Carrie Lake in Arizona, I, I think the Republican Party benefits greatly from having professional communicators. I believe communication is vital for us to go back to the common values that we all agree are important, the family values that sometimes in America seem to be you know, pushed to the side. And I think a lot of the mistakes happen because, in particular, the Republican Party, I'll, I'll own this for us, we need to show that we do love our fellow man, and we can articulate that in a way that everyone sort of gets, gets, you know, gets the message. And you know, what we're trying to do is to make some of the difficult decisions that help everyone do better long term. But like most things in life, you have to articulate that. You have to explain it in a way where people know where you're going, uh, because uh, otherwise they're, 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 they're searching for answers as well. And they're looking at different places. And this is one of the reasons that I think I'll be a healing force in Washington. I'm not going there to beat up on Democrats, because no one who's seeing me on the campaign trail is telling me to beat up on Democrats. They're all saying the same thing. Just go there and fix the problem. Stop bickering with each other. Be adults. Address the needs of our society. And so when I go to Washington, that's exactly what I'm charged to do. I'm going to do it just to serve the people of Pennsylvania, which is to find solutions to those three kitchen table items I mentioned earlier, the economy, crime and the border. We actually have ideas that will work. Uh, I suspect there's some bipartisan uh, agreement on some of the things that will be effective. Let's make it happen. But you do have to explain what you're doing, show your work. Otherwise, folks will naturally be disdainful of efforts they don't understand.
I can't remember the last time I saw a United States Senate race in any state get the kind of attention, a debate, never mind uh, a race, a debate, get the kind of attention that yours versus John Fetterman did. However, there were so many people in Pennsylvania, voters who did not get to see it. Uh, Verizon has since changed their um, um, access to the the television network that uh, aired at the next star folks uh, i guess were in conflict with it originally anyway like a th- they say something like a third of pennsylvania couldn't see that debate and i know you think and i agree it's important that people see that debate the reason that we push for a debate is the same reason i pushed john fetterman to answer questions from voters and from the press on the campaign trail democracy works because you have transparency I can ask you questions. You can ask me questions. I've got to defend my views, vice versa. John Fetterman hasn't done that at all. You know, they've hidden him. And so with a pretend campaign that's out there where he's, you know, he goes around and shakes you and waves his hands, but he doesn't actually answer questions from anybody. You get a misleading perspective on who he is and what he really stands for. And my request all along has been very simple. Explain your radical extreme positions. And here they are. I'm going to list them to you. And then when we finally got on the debate stage, and you're right, a lot of people didn't see the debate because of you know, technical problems with you know, contract disputes. But th- I'll give you one of the moments in case you happen to miss it. And you should go back, please, if you're listening now, and check out parts of it because at least you get a flavor for how it went. But the moderator wasn't even me. The moderator said, you've been very tough on fracking. Right? And you said something that, like, that along the lines of, I don't support fracking at all. I never have. This is recently, by the way. He's called it a stain on Pennsylvania. He called for a moratorium on fracking. He, he wanted to shut the Keystone Pipeline down. So he, the industry lives in fear of him. He actually said he's going to go out and prosecute their leaders. Uh, so they understandably are concerned. So after all that, on the debate stage, he repeatedly said, no, he's, he's, he's for fracking. He's, just, he's always been for fracking. Well, no, you just said the opposite. Exp- that Saying that you support fracking does not deal with the fact that you have said very different things in the past and people don't trust you. And those are the kinds of interactions that are very undermining to John Fetterman's candidacy because it's reflective of similar errors he's made when he wants to release one-third of all prisoners. And his, if you can wave a magic wand, his major goal would be to get rid of life sentences for felony murder. These are not mainstream Pennsylvania values. These don't align with what we're in our homes talking about as rational thought. And by going to Washington, he would bring a sense of radicalism to the process that we don't want. Because, again, Washington is getting it wrong because of those radical ideas. It's not benefited when John Fetterman says, well, Obama, you're too conservative. Go with Bernie Sanders. Go further to the left, which he said. Gave him a B-plus grade in his own debate in their primary because he said he wasn't far enough left enough. That's destabilizing to our country. You picked up endorsements from the Braddock newspaper I mean, where he was mayor. That's the one record he touts, and the hometown newspaper endorses him. The Pittsburgh Post-Gazette endorses you. Braddock's newspaper endorses you. The Philadelphia Police Union endorses you. So it's, it's very clear where the endorsements are going. These communities all think they need a change, and they think you're it, and that's great news. May I ask you, Dr. Oz, what have you learned during this time? I mean, I talked to you during the primary when you were, it was a hard-fought primary. Now you're the nominee. What, uh, you've never run for political office until this. What have you learned from this? And would you do it all over again? Um, would you do something differently? How do you view this whole process with a week to go? Well, I would definitely do this again if offered the opportunity. Uh, it is a great honor to be able to serve the country. I'll tell you the biggest message of all I could deliver is if you really get if if you really want to get optimistic about America, go campaign in Pennsylvania. People here know exactly what they want to do. They just want the government to get out of their way 
except in a few instances where we need them, like securing the border. And then they want everyone to do their job. And that's sort of the phrase I think I should leave everyone with. We want the cops to be able to do their jobs. The reason they're endorsing me is because they don't feel like they're allowed to anymore. They feel like they get blamed for everything that goes wrong. And if they apprehend perpetrators, nothing happens to them. So they have to do their jobs. The prosecutors have to do their jobs. Candidates have to do their jobs by answering questions. But if you go to a deli, they'll tell you they, they got it. They got it. It works. Everything's fine, right? They, you, you go to a diner. They got it all figured out. They just need us as a country to let them do what Americans have always been allowed to do, make decisions on their own. And my whole life has been about empowering people as a, as a doctor. And I learned this at Penn. I went to med school at Penn, as you know, um, you know the most important thing I learned was to make sure the patient was involved in the process. Cause if they're engaged, it, it, the results are better and on the TV show. I always wanted to empower my viewers to be the world experts on their bodies. And as a Senator, I want to empower the voters of Pennsylvania to know that they can control their destiny. I'll make sure they're safe, which is up to the government <laughs> and secure, but let them run their lives without us over-regulating them, overburdening them and overtaxing them. Here's the deal, Dr. Oz. You had a very, very successful career as a as a medical doctor and a talk show host you you did not i mean what's very honest and clear is you didn't need to leave that career you didn't you chose to and if if you were to be honest you're not whining but i think you'd tell me the truth and say it's a lot easier to host a television show than it is run for the united states senate you didn't need to do this <laughs> well people True? are rooting for you when you're hosting a tv show <laughs> only, only only half are rooting for you when you're running for office but i tell you some, some of the you know, some of the feedback I get even from Democrats is very valuable. It really does help make you a better leader to hear people who don't agree with your positions because you get smarter. And this is an important principle in medicine as well. You know, you don't want to have blind spots in surgery because that kills people. So you want folks to tell you the truth and sometimes harshly to make sure you hear them because there are things you want to do that might not make sense in that situation. That stated, the guiding principle of my life has been love. I care deeply about this country. My father was, uh, was on the faculty at Jefferson uh, here in Philly, uh, settled us just south of the city, and he, he, he was an immigrant. He knew nothing about uh, this, uh, th- this country, but when he got here, he realized the American dream was real, and the land of opportunity, the land of plenty still exists, but we have to be able to empower people to achieve that, and that includes fundamental changes like allowing parents to choose the best school for their kids if their schools that they're currently going to are failing. I was doing a prayer vigil in North Philly uh, recently, and the pastor said it's a lot easier for us to, to buy fentanyl than baby formula. I mean, wow. that doesn't give people an even you know, opportunity. That, no, that, wow. That's not how you fix America. Those are, and by the way, I, I vetted it. He was right. You could buy fentanyl on the, on the corner of the church, right around the church, and there, I couldn't find any baby formula anywhere near. So these are the kinds of things that we all should own, and I want Republicans to be engaged in these processes. These are problems that we should want to, want to fix if we get engaged and show that we do believe that we are the safety net for each other, that we all can do this together, that united we're stronger than divided, and this country gets back on track. That's devastating. Easier to get fentanyl than baby formula. We had a local Fox report that said the, uh, the, the grave diggers can't keep up with the bodies falling from homicides. It's what a, what a sad, depraved time. Dr. Oz, how can people be helpful to you in this closing week? What do you need? Well, DrOz.com is my website. It has all the information. Uh, I encourage people to donate only because if you donate even $10, you're going to vote for sure. But here's the real request for everybody. We have to turn out the vote. 
We have got to get people who understand what I've been saying and probably agree with you, Chris, and what you're, as, as, you know, as a listener, believing. So get them out. Call 10 people. That's literally the number, 10. And ask them to guarantee they're going to show up and vote in some capacity. And if they're not sure, they can't get to the polls, help them. That's how you win. It's shockingly simple. But if we turn out the votes as we should, we're going to be just fine in a week. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership program offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.